0: Hi friends, you're listening to Happily Hour with Caitlin Eastler, a corporate engagement and well-being podcast for people leaders who want to build positive culture and highly productive teams. As the founder and CEO of Happily, Caitlin spends her days talking to HR leaders across the country, many of whom she calls friends. Happily Hour is your chance to listen in and learn from top industry execs who are passionate about taking care of their talent supporting employee mental and physical health and making work better for everyone.
1: I'm joined today by the wonderful Don Mitchell, who I'm so grateful is my very good friend, a board member with us here at Happily, and the former chief people officer at Appian, and now the chief people officer with HackerOne, and her incredible teammate, Debbie Cotton, who's so kind to join, um, who has helped brands like The Gap, McKesson, Kaiser, and Edelman, and now sitting in Truckee, um, partners with Don as head of employee experience and communications with HackerOne. So on paper, HackerOne is described as a technology company that is protecting the world's innovators uh, from cyber threats. But that's not why we asked you here today. Um, And it's not why Don or Debbie joined the company either. So they joined because of the people um, and this incredible culture that like you can see the light in their eyes when they talk about it. It's just so inspiring. And it's a culture that really feels almost aspirational, um, but it's so deeply embedded into how this amazing company has the impact in the world that they have through their work. So um, that's why we would love to dig into today, both to celebrate the work you're doing and to share tips and tricks with this amazing community that also would love to create exceptional cultures at the intersection of work and life. So if you guys don't mind, I'd love to start with this idea of remote burst, like Hacker One screaming from the rafters about remote burst. What does this mean?
2: So I'll jump in on this topic because we are specific on digital first, not remote first, but I'll tell you why. And this took me a minute to get over. Martin had to kind of course correct me a little bit. We're specific on digital first because some people need to be around others. Some people don't have the opportunity to sit within their homes and have productive um, remote work opportunities. And so for us, digital first is really just around how we work across the globe with each other in an async Heavy documentation that allows for time independence, irregardless of where you sit. If you want to sit in a WeWork space and meet up with other hackaroni great. If you want to sit in one of our two offices great but the core of your work to enable productivity across the entire department you sit in across the entire org has to be optimized in a digital first environment.
3: Yep. Agreed. And also one of the things that I love talking about with digital first, especially at HackerOne, and I joined at the very end of 2020 when we were making that transition and we were constantly looking at what, you know, what does GitLab do? What does this company do? What does this company do? And, you know, companies were kind of making that transition from working in an office to everybody working from home, working from the WeWorks, working from all these locations. And we really wanted to create a workforce that was working differently. And we called. The digital first because we we do have offices we have a few offices around the country that people can go to um even in San Francisco our office in San Francisco most of the people who go to that office aren't even in San Francisco they're visiting they're going they're they're doing an they're doing a conference whether it's RSA or something else and they're using the space but really empowering our employees to work in the best way for them and we'll continue evolving digital first in a way that makes sense for our employees as we can continue to grow.
1: I love it. And in terms of like culture, so go beyond the heavy documentation, allowing people to work asynchronously. What are the, some of the things that you guys are doing on the culture side to bring people together when they can't technically be together. And then we can jump into how you actually brought people together uh, after that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk a little bit. I mean, teams do a great job of doing this in in a lot of ways. So, you know, I'll use some examples. Our engineering, product, and design teams—they get together, uh, whether it's quarterly planning, whether it's a squad roll out, a new pr- a new platform rollout, something they want to work together on. They'll often come together and find a need to to be together. Um, we also encourage our employees to find each other if they're locally or if they're doing something um, in, in a space. We actually have live hacking events uh, throughout the world. And we encourage our employees to attend those if they can or, or meet up with other Hacker One employees to do that. Um, we had it our first annual meeting uh, recently that I think made a lot of connections with folks across uh, the organization in different locations. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, but I, I feel like our culture is Is strong and our employees are are encouraged to get out there and meet with each other however often they can
2: and in a digital first sense um because getting together is amazing it's expensive expensive we spend time kind of curating experiences and then letting employees run with them so i do think in a digital first environment it's critical that you have someone like a debbie can you truly invest in employee experience team? Um, because you need someone to cheerlead efforts. So Slack is huge for us. Mm-hmm. And we have some fun channels that allow everybody to showcase a bit of their personality. You can make connections whether it be um, the water cooler topics it puts out once or twice a week, the donuts. So random connections across the company. We have some specific one. We have an H1 confessions channel, which is really funny. I just did a confession yesterday about the amount of Cadbury eggs I'm consuming up till Easter. We have parents, we have tons of sub communities that are pretty active on Slack that allow for that kind of water cooler moment to create connections. And then it's so exciting when you get to meet people in person because you get a sense of who they are in a digital first manner. But I think what sets the tone for us is our CEO. He's extremely present and active online. So it creates an expectation and a pattern for employees to feel comfortable doing so, right? It's not that you're not working. This is part of our culture. Bring your full self online in the space that you're comfortable in. And that's a way to build connection aside from the opportunities we have to come together in person.
1: Yeah, I like this expectation setting, right? I think sometimes people think, or some companies have this fear of if people are not together or they're remote, that they're not working, but that's not what it is, right? Like people want to do great work and that's part of what unites them in your culture too, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, and it's about outcomes. That's a process that I think will take time for everyone, especially when you think about the typical profile of a leader, the years of experience, how they became a leader, so how they optimized work pre-COVID versus now. But um, it's gotta be that emphasis on outcomes. It doesn't really matter how you get it done or when you get it done within some constraints, right? Because we do work within systems as a, a company, but our goal this year specifically is outcomes. That's what we're measuring. And if that's the focus, then your social interactions, are just that they're social interactions
1: and they're sprinkles on a cupcake. Awesome. So you guys pulled off something pretty amazing, um, around bringing your team together this year. And it sounds like it was spectacular. Um, and there was a lot of pink, which I love. Um, Debbie, can you tell us a little bit about how you chose Disney? Because I mean, figuring out how to bring people together from all over the world in a place where it's, you know, all the considerations, like, what did you think about? How did you choose it?
3: Yeah, I think you nailed down the most important thing. We have employees in 18 different countries. So thinking about a location in February that was easy to bring together 18 different people is actually really tough. Um, We needed an international airport. We needed a space that was close to an airport. We needed... Uh, we needed to find a location that wouldn't require our employees in India or in Groningen in the Netherlands to fly for two days to get to. So, really, the the Disney space was a great solution for us for that reason, as one of, one of many. Uh, Disney is also a customer, and so we thought, you know, what what better way to support a customer than actually hosting our event there one of the big components of this event which was the first time our company has been together since uh before covid february 2020 and 80 some percent of our employees who are currently part of this company were not here at the time so it was super important to bring everybody back together after 3 years apart and, uh, besides, besides learning, besides education, besides getting, uh, f- folks excited for the year ahead, we want a team building. We wanted that camaraderie. We wanted to build morale. And oftentimes for any event planner out there, oftentimes to build a team building activity or to find something that gets everybody engaged and everyone has a lot of fun with it's expensive. It's hard to build something up from the ground for a group that big. And when you work with a company like Disney that has the resources, they have theme parks, but they also have people that can help you build a team building activity um, you you can let your teams get together and have fun uh, we had an awesome team building activity um, a lot of pink but that was another that was another important uh, decision for us we're we're digital first it wasn't a required event you don't have to attend if you don't want to so there was the flexibility to get folks there we also had some restrictions with visas um, as much as we try to plan in advance there's still some there's still some delays on getting visas in some kind So we had about 80 people not able to attend in person, but we had a virtual component. Obviously, it's important if you are a digital first organization moving forward, always having a a digital component so they can log in virtually. Uh, We had a small group of employees pull together some activities that people can do together virtually while the rest of us were at Epcot doing our team building event and we try to communicate as much as possible. So really finding, um, you know, a group of people that can help with that. And and that, that location was super ideal for us.
1: It's, um, it sounds like it was fantastic. I want to um, double tap on some of those areas in terms of what those events were that you guys planned um, that gave people opportunities to connect. But before that, um, Don and I talked a little bit about just this need to like, remind people what it means to get together right like mm-hmm. we had a lot of years where people were not in business environments there was no alcohol together like a lot so a lot of thought went into it and we were just talking about some of the challenges and now we've heard of a lot of companies having hr issues recently as they're bringing people together um and don had this just telling me about what you guys did and i think people would learn a lot from that you we just own yeah we yeah. just owned it it yeah. So. Pre-COVID,
2: it would be the anxiety you'd have around sales kickoff, right? Um, You know, when you're getting people together and you're all day in a conference room and you're ending it with alcohol, um, sometimes, unfortunately, poor decisions can happen. And so we just got in front of people leaders and we did a series of really informative yet funny videos under the context of what happens at Disney does not stay at Disney. And we put a big emphasis on our people leaders to be aware of the pitfalls and um, also the expectations because this was a significant investment for the company. And while it's intended to be fun, it's also a work event. Um, And so it's just silly, silly videos um, that I think were well-received and we were repetitive on the message.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I think we take for granted that adults know how to be adults, but like there's this training, right. That you Mm -hmm. guys did, which maybe was silly and it made people laugh, but like, they're not going to forget it. Right. And I think it's managers in general need new tools as we go into this new world of work. Um, So I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Another, another component I want to add, it's
3: not just everybody getting back together for the first time. There's a whole generation of employees. that have joined the workforce since COVID and something that I've been doing for, I'm not even going to say how many years, but submitting expenses and understanding what a per diem is, is, is second nature to me. I've been doing it for, you know, 15 years. There's a whole generation of employees who may not know what a per diem is, may not understand the concept, may not understand that they have expenses and they have they have a limit and so there was also that component for us where like we're we're kind of teaching a new generation of employees on how to not only behave in a work environment but also what the rules are when you have when you come back and like ha- how to spend money and you know how expenses to park their car at the airport just stuff like that we we had to explained a lot and that was also another opportunity for education that was eye-opening even for me
1: yeah. That's so smart. I wouldn't have thought of that, right? Like when we all graduated from college, you went to the office every day, um, Mm -hmm. right? And and you kind of learned from the next generation of like what is is acceptable, what's not acceptable, how to dress, how to submit Mm -hmm. expenses, right? All the things. So that's fascinating, Um, awesome. And in terms of the like structure, what was the structure of the event, like you know, heavy content in terms of the business side versus fun and team building and what did that involve? All those things. So uh, we, uh, thinking through
3: an international audience, we wanted to make sure we were thoughtful with their arrivals. So we gave them an extra day, an extra day to get to Florida, um, get used to the time difference, get uh, familiar with the area. So they came in the first day, the second day. We had uh, the rest of the employee base, the the U.S.-based employees came in on Monday, and we had a registration day. We had a day where folks can be reunited. We had a day where they grabbed their badges. They had... Um, we had our swag day, a lot of pink uh, that you saw on LinkedIn. Uh, and then we had our very famous H1 radio playing live. And so for um, our, our team, we have every other week, we have a, a team in the Netherlands who has a live radio station. It's my favorite part of our culture. And uh, we go on Slack and we put in requests for songs. And so they were there live. So if you were not going to empower, or if you were on your way to empower, you felt like you were part of the registration day. They were walking around interviewing people. They were asking people what they were excited about. They were taking questions from the virtual team on Slack. So that was really fun. Um, and we kind of broke it up so that teams had a little bit of space to, 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 you know decompress and so that, that they weren't running the whole time so we didn't have any events on Monday night we let people do what they needed to do and then Tuesday was our big general what we call general session day it was the day that we got everybody together you know I, I kind of always say it starts like a funnel you start big with our CEO message and you kind of you kind of get that message a, a little bit uh, stronger as we get closer closer down to the bottom of the day it was CEO message or COO or CFO. We had the executives. We had, um, a few of the priorities for the year. That's, that's where we talk about them on stage with the rest of the company. We really get everybody on the same page and we get people excited. We, we develop that morale for the company and they're really, really driven to, to take, to take this, um, company to the next level. So that was, that was great. Um, and then, and then I'm not even going to mention, but Don and the executive team went on stage with platform shoes, um, because <laughs> yep, they sure did. Um, so we had a lot of fun there. And uh, then the next day, we had oh, well that evening we let the teams get together. So if you are part of a larger department, your t- your smaller teams got together that night. And then we had a team building at, uh, day the next day on Wednesday at Epcot. It was really fun. We uh, we <laughs> we assigned teams. Um, you were not on teams with your friends. You were assigned teams, and that was one way that we got people out of their cliques, and we let them get together and and have fun with um, other other team members, and we were very thoughtful with that. Um, And then they had a great day at Epcot. We gave them a gift card, and we said, have fun at Epcot today. Um, If they didn't want to be at Epcot, they can go back to the hotel. Some people actually did. They went and took naps. Some people went and worked out. Some people went and did a little bit of work. Um, giving them that option is also super important that week. So they have the flexibility because it's a really long week. Um, we had an awards night at Epcot that night. And then a lot of folks left on Thursday. Um, but on Thursday and Friday, we did have dedicated for our sales team kickoff, our customer success kickoff, and our engineering product and design teams met. So while we had everybody together, we made sure we leveraged the time so that folks can continue building on what they're, they're doing that year and really giving each other that rally cry. I
1: love it. And was um, Epcot the day you did the scavenger hunt or was that? That sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of the
2: 50, 50 balance is what we went for because it's, you can only get so much information across and it really was about building connections. And Martin was quite bullish on that too. And I appreciated it. Like that's The money that we're spending is really about ensuring people have an opportunity to be together in person and create those memories that carry them through.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so much research going right now about how having a friend at work can change somebody's experience dramatically, right? So you think about one person they connected with, and I'm sure they connected with hundreds that, you know, moves the needle for how people feel about their work and their connection to it. So that's fantastic. Um, how are you going to take this investment, um, beyond Disney and these connections to kind of keep these going throughout the year?
2: Content.
1: Yeah. I'll start with that. I mean,
2: it is a huge content building moment. Um, and Debbie ensured that we got a lot of it in photos and videos and interviews and really marketing to our employees, the core messaging of what's important, but the sentiment that employees felt and dripping that content throughout the year, I mean, I think when people think about this concept of employer branding, they think about it so much in an external way and where Debbie's magic really shines is we have to do the same effort internally. So that is one way in which we will keep the momentum going until we can connect again or until we have another moment in time, but doing a lot of chief reminding officer work to showcase um, all the fun and the meaningful moments and the stories that came out of that event.
1: Yeah, what she said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it is important, and you know, like Don said, this was a huge investment in uh, in our teams, whether they were there um, physically or not. The content is important. The amount of work that went into the content that was presented there on stage continues. And it's, it's important for us, especially um, as chief reminding officers, to incorporate it in our weekly AMAs. We, we still have weekly all-hands meetings. Our company still gets together once a week. Our CEO is the first one on that call every week. It's super important that we continue to drive those messages. Even yesterday, I had a conversation with our sales lead to make sure that we're bringing, you know, what we presented on stage, how we're going to continue building that for the rest of the year in conversations, in presentations. So it's not it's not just a one and done. So that that this company understands that attending Empower is just not a team building activity at Epcot. There's there's a lot to it. And so that's one of our responsibilities, and and we're going to continue that for the year.
1: I love it. I know we didn't have in our plan to talk about your all hands, but if you guys mind, if we just double tap on that a little bit, what's happening at your all hands? What do you see that's working that other people might be able to take into their companies? It's a low
2: barrier to entry. For employees, not for Debbie, because Debbie does a lot to curate (laughs) behind the scenes. Because we, you know, part of her role is also internal comms of being place, um, purposeful about what we place, but it is casual. You show up every Thursday. We've got a time slot that works mostly for our employees because of our spread. And it's a mixture of business and fun. But the the curriculum is the same. The lead-in, the template, it doesn't change. There are fun topics that could be an employee's hobby or a recent interest. There are business topics. We call them lightning talks. They go three to five minutes. We have a Slack channel open throughout the week where employees can ask questions. They're answered throughout the week, but then we round up at the end of that weekly call when we ensure we've gotten everything clarified. And then we have live questions at the end. And we do, I I think it's important to lead by example. So what Debbie was saying about Martin being the first on the call, he's also the first to ask questions. The executive team is mostly on the call. It's rare that we're not. um, And we're present and as engaged with the employee head on as well as other employees. So I think that's part of the magic to this weekly AMA um, and the stickiness that it's had.
3: One of the most important reasons why I stick around at HackerOne, well, first, Don, but secondly, it's important they you have a good manager. But secondly, our values. We have five very strong values. You know, anytime you read about the importance of building an employer brand, you have to have a mission and values. I walked into a company that lives, breathes, writes, thinks about their values all day long. Um, I've worked at a lot of companies before, and I could not tell you what the mission or the values were, but here at HackerOne, it's part of our DNA. And one of them is default to disclosure. And you see that so strongly at our weekly AMAs, our weekly all hands, like you said. They we The the motto is an honest question gets an honest answer. And that's part of our culture. That's super important to what we do every day. And AMA is the reason why we have that because we, we allow employees to feel comfortable enough to ask questions. We actually had a question uh, the week that we got back from Empower that said, how are we going to measure our investment in empower. Like, how do we know we were successful by bringing everybody together and spending the money on bringing people together? And that was answered honestly by the executive teams, the rest of the company. You don't get that at a lot of companies. You don't get that sort of um, transparency that you want to have in a, in a small company. And now that we're at this size, you know, we're, we're almost at 500 people. The fact that we're able to do that is super special. And that's why people show up every week.
1: I love it. Yeah. I mean, we're a tiny company, right? We have 10 full-time employees, about 150 contractors, but like on our weekly calls, we do an all hands. And then we do what's called the happily hug at the end of the week. And we, because we're small enough, we can go around and we actually celebrate, you say what you're grateful for, then you celebrate somebody for living our values. Um, And it's funny because I remember my co-founder and I talking about it and she's like, it feels a little hokey, but until you're in it and people like really feel that way toward each other. And it's just so magical when you can like, see your, your values being lived out every day. But hokey is good. Hokey yeah, is good.
2: Weird is good inside jokes. When done well are good, it makes you yeah. feel part of that culture. We keep talking about, Oh, I've said our hacker It's a silly nickname for our employees and it's quite hokey, but it doesn't matter. We like it. So I think hokey is good.
1: Yeah. I love it. Any closing words as you guys, uh, thank you so much for sharing time. This has been incredible.
2: Ah, I mean, just a tremendous thank you to Debbie. I haven't seen a company invest in an event like this and let the people team run it. So I have a, you know, thank you to Martin, but a thank you to seeing Debbie pull it together. I learned quite a bit. Um, so what I would say to those listening aside from don't touch Debbie
1: <laughs> is,
2: <laughs> I think they got that. I'm not leaving. Yeah, good. <laughs> Um, is invest in whatever you want to call it employee experience employer brand, but you need to make that investment and you need to be selling to your employees. And there's lots of different ways to do it. There's small scale. And then there's big scale, like going to Disney, but it's critical. Yeah. yeah. You
3: know, one of the, 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 We've we've gotten a lot of feedback from our employees to disclosure. They'll just tell you what worked and what didn't. Um, But one of the things that uh, makes us super proud is that it's okay to be digital first and it's okay to invest in something like this too. Like you don't have to be it's, it's not a hybrid. It's not it's not it's it you don't have to make everybody go into the office 2 to 3 days a week you really just need to find the secret sauce for your company and i think what we learned with empower is that right now we have the secret sauce we we have employees who are super grateful to be able to have that balance where they can take their kids to school they can take them to swim swim practice they can um, take them do whatever they have to do but they can also take off and go to Florida and meet their colleagues for one time a year or wherever it may be, or maybe have a team meeting and their cup is full. A lot of people tell us that my cup is full. I feel like that was exactly what I needed. It was the right time. And I feel like if, if you can find that secret sauce in your company, you're going to have a pretty engaged workforce.
1: Yeah. I think you're spot on. I was talking to um, head of global benefits for Cordbury the other day. And we are um, helping them with some events this year, which is such a, tr- a wonderful opportunity. But, you know, there's there's the fun side of the event, right? And there's wellness and there's connection. And then it's like, at the end, you have to tie it together. Like, we're doing these things with the idea that we're all going to go do great work together, right? We're really proud of the work we do. We're really committed to it. And this is all, it's all part of it. Uh, but it doesn't happen, you know, going to drop your kids off at school or going to this for practice. It doesn't happen unless we can all do great work to keep a company going. I mean, yeah. Invest in your employees and they'll invest in you. Thank you, ladies. This was amazing. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We loved sharing time with you. If you're interested in being featured on the Happily podcast, I'd love to hear from you and connect. Wishing you a great day. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Happily Hour is brought to you by Happily
0: the employee engagement app that brings teams together through service and wellness activities. To learn more, please visit www.happily.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-Y.com. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Happily Hour on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Make it a great day.